today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of Esther in chapter one. And the book of Esther begins by saying, this is what happened during the time of Xerxes. Xerxes, who ruled over 127 provinces stretching from India to Kush. So Xerxes was a Persian ruler, of course, and he succeeded his father, who was called Darius. And Xerxes ruled from 486 to 465 BC. So this is the story of Xerxes. It's also the story of Esther. Esther, who was willing to lay down her life for her people and the story as it unfolds and how uh, it brought about the celebration of Purim. So we will uh, find out that and more about Esther and who she is and who God called her to be. So it says, at that time, King Xerxes reigned from his royal throne in the citadel of Susa. And in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his nobles and officials, the military leaders of Persia and Media, the princes, the nobles, the provinces, all were present. For a full 180 days, think about that, 180 days, he displayed the vast wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and glory of his majesty. So he has everyone come and just see how incredible his kingdom is for 180 days. When these days were over, the king gave a banquet that lasted seven days in the enclosed garden of the king's palace for all the people from the least to the greatest who were in the citadel of Susa. The garden had hangings of white and blue linen fastened with cords of white linen and purple material to silver rings on marble pillars. There were couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement and had marble, mother of pearl, and other costly stones. Wine was served in goblets of gold, each one different from the other, and the royal wine was abundant in keeping with the king's liberality. By the king's command, each guest was allowed to drink in his own way, for the king instructed all the wine stewards to serve each man what he wished. Queen Vashti also gave a banquet for the women in the royal palace of King Xerxes. On the seventh day, when King Xerxes was high in spirits from wine, he commanded the seven eunuchs who served him, and then it lists their names, and of course eunuchs are men who have been purposefully castrated in order to serve the king, and he lists their names, and he says to them to bring before him Queen Vashti, wearing her royal crown, in order to display her beauty to the people and nobles, for she was lovely to look at. But when the king's attendants delivered the king's command, Queen Vashti refused to come. Then the king became furious and burned with anger. Since it was customary for the king to consult experts in the matter of law and justice, he spoke with the wise men who understood the times and were closest to the king, and he lists their names. These are the nobles of Persia and Media who had special access to the king and were highest in the kingdom. So he asked, according to the law, what must be done to Queen Vashti? She has not obeyed the command of King Xerxes that the eunuchs have taken her. Then Mamukin replied in the presence of the king and the nobles, Queen Vashti has done wrong, not only against the king, but also 
against all the nobles and the peoples of all the provinces of King Xerxes. For the queen's conduct will become known to all women, and so they will despise their husbands and say, King Xerxes commanded Queen Vashti to be brought before him, but she would not come. This very day, the Persian and Median women of the nobility who have heard about the queen's conduct will respond to all the king's nobles in the same way. There will be no end of disrespect and discord. Therefore, if it pleases the king, let him issue a royal decree and let it be written in the laws of Persia and Media, which cannot be repealed, that Vashti is never again to enter the presence of King Xerxes. Also, let the king give her royal position to someone else who is better than she. Then, when the king's edict is proclaimed throughout all his vast realm, all the women will respect their husbands from the least to the greatest. The king and his nobles were pleased with this advice, so the king did as Mamukin proposed. He sent dispatches to all parts of the kingdom, to each province in its own script, to each people in its own language, proclaiming in each people's tongue that every man should be ruler over his own household. Now moving on to chapter 2. This chapter is entitled, Esther is Made Queen. So Queen Vashti did this in rebellion, and yet it did open the door to allow for Esther to be promoted. So it says later, when the anger of King Xerxes had subsided, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what he had decreed about her. Then the king's personal attendants proposed, let a search be made for beautiful young virgins for the king. Let the king appoint commissioners in every province of his realm to bring all these beautiful girls into the harem at the citadel of Susa. Let them be placed under the care of Haggai, the king's eunuch, who is in charge of the women, and let beauty treatments be given to them. Then let the girl who pleases the king be queen instead of Ashti. This advice appealed to the king, and he followed it. Now there in the citadel of Susa, a Jew in the tribe of Benjamin, named Mordecai, son of Jair, son of Shammai, son of Kish, who had been carried into exile from Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He was among those taken captive with Jehoiachin, king of Judah. Mordecai had a cousin named Hadassah, whom he brought up because she had neither father nor mother. This girl was also known as Esther. She was lovely in form and features, and Mordecai had taken her as his own daughter when her father and mother died. When the king's order and edict had been proclaimed, many girls were brought to the citadel of Susa and put under the care of Haggai. Esther was also taken to the king's palace and entrusted there. It says the girl pleased him and won his favor. Immediately he provided her with beauty treatments and special food. He assigned to her seven maids selected from the king's palace and moved her and her maids into the best place in the harem. Esther had not revealed her nationality and family background because Mordecai had forbidden her to do so. Every day he walked back and forth near the courtyard of the harem to find out how Esther was and what was happening to her. Before a girl's turn came to go in to King Xerxes, she had to complete 12 months of beauty treatments prescribed for the women, six months with oil and myrrh, 
and six months with perfumes and cosmetics. And this is how she would go to the king. Anything she wanted was given her to take with her from the harem to the king's palace. In the evening, she would go there, and in the morning, to another part of the harem to the care of a man named Shashagaz, the king's eunuch who was in charge of the concubines. She would not return to the king unless he was pleased with her and summoned her by name. When the turn came for Esther, the girl Mordecai had adopted, it says when it was her turn to go to the king, she asked for nothing other than what Haggai, the king's eunuch who was in charge of the harem, suggested. And Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her. She was taken to King Xerxes in the royal residence in the tenth month, the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. So this would have been December of 479 BC, approximately. It says the king was attracted to Esther more than any of the other women, and she won his favor and approval more than any of the other virgins. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. He had a great banquet called Esther's Banquet for all his nobles and officials, and he proclaimed a holiday throughout the provinces and distributed gifts with royal liberality. So then the next part of this chapter is entitled, Mordecai Uncovers a Conspiracy. So picking up in verse 19, it says, When the virgins were assembled a second time, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, but Esther had kept secret her family background and nationality just as Mordecai had told her to do, for she continued to follow Mordecai's instructions as she had done as she was being brought up. During the time Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway, became angry and conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. But Mordecai found out about the plot and told Queen Esther, who in turn reported it to the king, giving credit to Mordecai. And when the report was investigated and found to be true, the two officials were hanged on the gallows. All this was recorded in the book of the annals in the presence of the king. So here, Mordecai is already doing something to benefit not only Esther, but the king himself to have a place of honor among these people. So that ends chapter two. We get a little bit of introduction into the story of who Esther is, who Mordecai is, understanding the culture of this kingdom. And so next week we will pick up in chapter three.